I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is June 30th, but don't expect us to talk about Monday's game, if you know what I'm saying. It's the Match Week 31 recap. And Patrick, there's really only one place we can truly start. Uh, between this uh, this episode and last week's episode, the relegation battle is hotting up. I mean, two spots for four teams to go down. It's pretty crazy. It is really, really hotly contested. When you're looking at kind of what to watch down the stretch, I mean, what else matters, right? Nothing else matters. Not just playing, just yanking your chain fans. Uh, Will Jones, I know you're just sitting over there seething right now. We'll give you your due. Uh, Liverpool declared champions of England for the 2019-2020 season um, after decimating Crystal Palace following the worst Merseyside derby ever. And then Chelsea did the business over City, which we'll get to later. But um, probably the strangest champion-elect confirmation we've ever seen. Yeah, I I was glad we got to see some videos of them celebrating in the hotel. I'm glad that, you know... Because even if it's Liverpool and then winning their first one, I resigned myself to that quite a, wh- a while ago. And there is just something, right? You know, special about kind of like that that the, the winning moment. So um, it felt a little real in that sense. But yeah, it's just it's just strange. Like after the restart, like, like I, I have like I woke up at five a.m. today for the um, Sheffield Arsenal game, which mm-hmm. is that's 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 early season energy. I'm not doing that mid-Arsenal campaign when I've just been beaten no. down. So it's no. like a new season is upon us and we have a champion. It's just a very and the fact that you're thing. not already beaten down again is a uh, it's a testament to your to your fortitude. James, I told you like you you don't believe me when I tell you that I am here for the long run. Truly. I know most Arsenal fans they say that and they aren't. But I'm I'm really here for it. Like I, I think those I get can, joy out of it right now. I like think those can thing. exist in the same meeting of the Venn diagram, though. Like, beaten down and here for the long run. Oh, yeah. Well, the the entire Arsenal-Venn diagram is beaten down. There is no there is no way outside of the <laughs> We're going to go ahead and shade that all the way in with the color crayon. <laughs> but let's, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let's keep it Let's keep it to Liverpool. Uh, the team it's funny that, you mentioned. that couldn't go invincible. Yeah, this one. Yeah, right. The non-invincibles. Yeah, just the one should lost we, this year. Losers. Should we just get, like, our shit talking out of the way? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna take jabs at them this whole way, and it really is it's disrespectful to how great their season was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, get your jabs out. What I will say first, uh, which is kind of funny, is you said you were resigned to this a long time ago. I was too. There's a certain person we know who wasn't resigned to this, and there were people out there charting a path to Liverpool's downfall, where it kind of all fell apart. Because it's like, okay, they're gonna lose to Crystal Palace in a shock. And then they're gonna lose to Man City, and then it's basically and then it's basically done. And it's like there's still five games after that where they just need to draw. Yeah, but you, um, you think they'll take points from Brighton? Ex- exactly. <laughs> it's just like yeah, and then they lose to City, and then and then it, it, the rest just does itself. The wheels fall <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. They, the, um, their margin for error was so large. They they, they could have done anything. And they would have won the title. It's I know. It, it's a funny state. But I will admit there's a dark part of my brain where after they looked really, uh, really rusty in that terrible Merseyside derby, I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the worst, like, the, the depths of my subconscious was like, well, they looked pretty bad. It was like and, the- then you, and then you realize, like, um, Salah was not starting. Um, a couple other key players weren't playing. It was and like the, then, that uh, the Ben D- Davies shot hit the post in the 80th minute, and I was like, yeah, this is yeah, it. Yeah. It's over for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Um, and then they, like I said, decimated Palace, and it was normal service resumed. There's even two goal of the week contenders, and you can pick out in there. It was, yeah, it was a, it was, that, that performance was, I think, a fitting, I mean, that was the last time, like the next time we see them play, they'll already be champions. So that was the last time we got to see them play before they were champions, and though they didn't mm-hmm. win it on the field, mm-hmm. that was a championship performance. They brutalized Crystal Palace, 
they had it was it was flawless and yeah how can you do former inter milan manager roy hodgson like that (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it was disrespectful Again, um, I asked the question, how many times has Roy Hodgson had the League One on him, like dunked on? It's The I, list has got to be. I'm true to the pod, Patrick. I'm true to the pod. I, I Googled it. No one's done this research. <laughs> I, you, you can't dig it up. So basically, you, go, you have to go, you, you basically have to go back in time. Yeah, that's the methodology. Season by season. You got to go season by season. Figure out <laughs> who won this league. What day they want it and who they play. <laughs> all okay. for all for a mediocre payoff joke. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, it's probably going to be just like all wanger, and it's just going to make me sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I commit. I'll yeah. commit to the prem heads. I'll have a report back on. I'll do the entire Premier League era. It's only going to take me like an hour. I can do that. I'll report. Okay. I'll report well, back next week. I'm not one to tell you how to use your time, but you said you had Liverpool jabs. Um, I don't. I don't have any Liverpool jabs. I'm giving oh, them no. their due, but. But feel free to get them no, out. No, no, I didn't really have a jab. I just, um, we, basically, p- people talking about the, the greatest Premier League team of all time. And, and I think that that's, I think it's a conversation this Liverpool team belongs in. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't crown them, personally. Uh, I think you know where I stand. I'm pr- pretty sure I know where you, you stand. I'm sure some City fans would mm-hmm. would, would have some pretty strong opinions mm-hmm. themselves on, on last season's yeah. domestic treble and, and 100-plus point performance. but. For me, this team for Liverpool, I'm most curious about how how far do they want to take this? Like, because they still have the ability to set all sorts of records. They were the, this is the earliest uh, somebody's ever won the Premier League. Uh, they could they could just obliterate. Maybe they have the big the widest point margin. I don't know if that's one of their ambitions. Yeah, uh, they're, they're out of the cups. You know, like what else do they want? What, like, is is there more to this Liverpool season? And I. I hope that there is. I hope that they they don't take their foot off the pedal. Yeah, I think for the neutral, you'd want to see them finish strong. But you make a good point. You know, I think fans have a biased sense. Not Spurs. Spurs fans, no. Uh, I think fans of good teams have a general bias to which team they think is the most revered in the Premier League era. You go invincible. I go. I go treble. United. Um, Man City will go to. 2017 18 I believe when they were the Centurions they they picked up, they picked up 100 points and now it's looking like that record's about to get broken um which just goes to show how amazingly um competitive and 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 just like at each other to bring their game up to another level Liverpool and Man City are so Liverpool could end the season with 107 points um if they win out so there's and, there's like no chance they they don't hit 100 there's no chance they don't hit 100. They're on um, What's the 86. actual record? Is it 102? Did, what did City get last year? I'll check that out. 100 on the dot. Not last year, the year before. 100 points on the dot. Okay, I thought that both teams got 100 last year. I'm Googling it. This is great radio. So... Uh... <laughs> Frantically type in. So I did the thing where I. I I've got it. I've got it right here. It's ninety-eight and ninety-seven. Mm. Ninety-eight points to Liverpool's ninety-seven. Okay, um, so we'll just agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, I'm sure we can edit some of that out. Uh, but yeah, it's exactly what kind of legacy they want to leave behind. They're not playing for cups, but they could, you know, lay down the marker of being the most, um, from a points perspective, the most winningest team in the Premier League era. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect them to take their foot off the gas, just like you said. Yeah, and I think, and and for me, it's you know I, I think that if this season was not interrupted, uh, and they and we were able to just watch Liverpool go through even without the cups, I think that you you'd you'd put that team on on the short list for for best you know single seasons in the Premier League era, and I don't know why it doesn't kind of feel like as grand right now. Because they've won the league and there's so much time left, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that they put their mark on the end of the season to to really kind of, I guess, have the representation in history of what was I think what we all saw like just such a dominant performance. Mm-hmm. Like I want that to be reflected historically. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And it's funny, you know, Invincibles isn't in their sight anymore. And we'll remember it was a, a freak away loss to Watford, who are struggling to survive. Just like one of Norwich's five victories was against Man City. So it, it was a strange one for them in the way that they got um, points taken away. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, it's really in their hands to to finish with a flourish. And I would be remiss, Patrick, if I didn't mention, uh, you mentioned the celebration, seeing it on social media. That was nice to see. So the players got their moment. Uh, Jurgen Klopp dancing a hotel room by Pitbull is going to be ingrained in my memory for the rest of my life. It, I haven't seen that, and I, I need to. <laughs> he dances like a kid at his bar mitzvah. Just kind of oh. like bopping. He's just bopping around. I mean, I... Do you, what's your opinion on Klopp? I love Klopp. I can't help but love Klopp. Yeah, there's... I have to really dig deep to find flaws and issues that I have with him. But it, it's, really all, it's really all respect. And yeah. the, uh, the Pep-Klopp debate rages on. I think those are the two best managers in the world right now, and they both manage in England. Yeah, and this is... You know, Klopp got the... Um... Uh, I'm sure he won a you know a domestic cup or, or or something at Dortmund, but he got the the big monkey off his back with the Champions League last year. He's gotten the monkey off Liverpool's back this year. They're at a place now where I think you know Mane, Salah, Firmino, they're all like 28. They've got this this team's going to be fine as is yeah. for the next two three years, and they don't seem at all bothered in the transfer window. Totally, they're, I I had written gonna that load down. Up in a, yeah. They're going to load up next year. I think, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of fun things happening in the Premier League for some some teams, uh, and so I expect there to be more competition for Liverpool going forward. But I mean, n- not only the 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 Pep Klopp debate, you know, raging on, you know, I think Klopp's got the the stepping stones to to a great Premier League argument himself. You know, not not quite to a a Ferguson level, but like, imagine he stays here for 10 years. Right. You know, what, what can he do over the next decade? Right. I, I mean, you see, you see, um, just glancing rumors here and there of like Ma- Mane looking to move on, you know, um, the classic like Barca Real links, but yeah. there's really no disrupting to this Why team that needs, that needs to be done yeah. over the transfer window. And yeah, you talk about Chelsea looking good, United getting better. City's definitely going to retool, but why change this team who doesn't have anyone over the hill yet? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a force to be reckoned with and by all means should really enjoy their due and, and play out the rest of the season to the best of their ability. I do want to move to the game that confirmed City, uh, so, ooh, excuse me, confirmed Liverpool as champions, Chelsea against Man City mm. um, during the week, Patrick. And I've got, I've got a bone to pick with Chelsea because Uh-oh. they... They, I mean, I have at least it's not with me. You, you, you had me on the back foot there. You said you had a bone to pick, and I figured I did something. It was just racking my brain frantically. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just for later. That's a warning shot for later. This one's mm. with City. This one's Understood. with City. Understood. Uh, they seem to get off on being the team that wins other teams' titles, and it just frustrates me. They're like the ultimate bridesmaids. Well, I mean, I think that their their trophy cabinet would suggest something a little bit different than the ultimate bridesmaids as their title, but you know, wh- wh- bridesmaids can, can be married too. I, I just, I just don't like how they, they have to have their, their stamp on a, uh, on a, on a league title that doesn't concern them. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but really what I'm hearing uh-huh. is that you're upset uh-huh. that Chelsea got three points against city when no, nah, I did not say United that. Didn't, no, I know. I know you didn't say that. <laughs> But that's I did what not I'm hearing. say that. Go to the record. Go to the uh, record. No, no, no. I guess, and I guess all I'm trying to say is it's it's funny that Lampard's won Liverpool more titles than Steven Gerrard. It's all yeah. I'm trying to say. It's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> you got. You still got to take your little your little shots. But I'm sure um, I'm sure Liverpool fans will, will will take all the shots you got right now. I'm sure, they're just on cloud nine. That was my one shot, and I guised it in a different part of the segment. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you, 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 I knew you, I knew you had him in there. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, I mean, no. It was Bitter, a, petty, no. It was a, uh, a a real fun game, Chelsea Man City. That was not, a yeah. Not it was a game incident. that reminded me like why why I think this is the you know the best sport and best league in the world. It, mm-hmm. it was just electric and like the goal line clearances, Pulisic getting in there, Klopp Klopp signed Pulisic. Originally at Dortmund, so a little mm-hmm. forty chess mm-hmm. there, uh, putting them in a position to help them win. I Chelsea plays Liverpool, 
this this season, guaranteed there's a cheeky little Klopp Pulisic moment. Guaranteed. Yeah, just Locked a little out. hand over the mouth. Yeah, but it, you know the the big old chompers smiling at him. He's gonna mm-hmm. give it to him. You know he's mm-hmm. gonna give it to him. Oh uh, yeah, we, without a doubt. What what a game and in what form Chelsea are in. They're they look like they started the season all over again because that's just how they were shot out of Canada to start the season. Yeah, I mean you think about how long ago it felt like the Chelsea at the beginning of the season when they got swept aside by United and then and then struggled to turn a draw into a victory, but they've really clicked out of the gates here. And I had a little back and forth with Carl going into the game, and I told him, don't underestimate how up for this game City will be. You know, the last thing Pep wants to do is is have his players kind of do the most humbling uh, gesture of all, which is giving a guard of honor to the team that's effectively kicked you off your throne. Don't underestimate how up for this they will be. And I think they were up for it. I just think I underestimated how up for it Chelsea was and how strong of a team they were and ready to cope with City. Um, it was a game that I think either team could have won until until the uh, the red card penalty incident at the end. I agree. I agree. I mean, Chelsea was getting some... up Right until the penalty, they had the uh, the Kyle Walker goal line clearance. So that was, they were getting some good chances. City was doing their normal pour it on thing. I mean, the goal from, from De Bruyne, it was out of this world. And, uh, but it was, I mean, this, it was just a little, that one lapse in, in judgment mm-hmm. and maybe two lapses. I mean, I don't, I think it's a goal either way. And I get what Fernandinho is doing with VAR, obviously <laughs> going to get caught out, but you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a problem with him doing that. Um, uh, but man, it was it was a fun game. Good to see Pulisic playing well, so you can you know shut some people up. But yeah, I, you take nothing away from from Pulisic in finishing that and dribbling it from the from his yeah, own he, half. There was a lot Mendy, to do. Yeah, he did. There he was did some work. Men, yeah, Mendy didn't put up the best. Uh, you know, didn't cover himself in glory with the way he tried mm-hmm. to defend his initial error. But yeah, take nothing away from the goal. What I do want to finish. What I do want to say there, Patrick. And don't worry, NBC Sports will tell you all about how amazing that finish was. You don't need to hear it, is, it from us. It is pretty exhausting. I opened up <laughs> ESPN today, halfway at the Chelsea game, and it just it just said like Pulisic denied early scoring opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Not even a goal like, alert. Yeah, I'm like, guys, it's like 45 minutes in. Can I just see like it's on ESPN? I just want to watch the I, game. I got this, guys. Thank you. Just show me the game. Um, one thing I did want to say, we. We, we, we have a recurring segment, uh, Ruin Your Credentials, which I think is pretty warranted most of the time. But I do want to do a little spin zone segment called Put Some Respect on That Name. Because, Patrick, you and I predicted in the round tables last summer that defending and not replacing Vincent Company would be the downfall of Man City. And I think we saw it time and time again this season how costly it was that they didn't replace Company and get Laporte um, a reasonable partner. Yeah, I mean, we can... We'll, we'll 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 be talking a lot about the transfer window soon, but it seems like they're already on their way to fixing that in a major way going into next year. But yeah, how many times did they play Rodri or Fernandinho at center back? Yeah. And um, you know, Stones, I just don't think is. Yeah, we haven't I, even I seen he's, Stones and Otamendi. He's that good. Otamendi belongs in an Arsenal lineup. Yeah, he's he should be slotted in right between Socrates and David Luiz. Mm-hmm. The bomb squad, as it's known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's funny. I think back to when Rodri played a loose ball that got Laporte committed to a 50 50 uh, and ultimately was a semi, you know, an almost season ender. That was the injury for Laporte. And I remember mm-hmm. Pep screaming at Rodri, and it's like, okay, you know, accidents happen. It, it, it wasn't that bad of a pass. It just kind of caused an unnecessary 50 50 but i think I, I i thought back on that this weekend i i guess what happened in that moment was pep realizing that like the title chances were effectively slipping away without laporte mm. in the center of that defense yeah i mean you, you just the margin for error is so so small now and they had a big enough one you know i mean they've got they've got eight losses you know they're not they're they're not the city of of the last two years they just simply simply aren't um they get Koulibaly, if, if that's how you say his name. Uh, it's not far. You've been further off. Yeah. Saying that saying that exact name, I've been f- f- further off. Yeah. Uh, but if they get him, that would him and Laporte would be pretty formidable, you'd have to think. Mm-hmm. I think that would get so, them. Yeah, right back in the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned this, and Patrick, let me just jump right into Freak of the Week 
with that segue. Uh, the Fernandinho handball situation. I was watching that live. I have to give this one up to my man Arlo White. I like him in my commentator rankings. He's probably middle, upper tier of the pack. But the NBC Sports crew's failure to pick up on what had happened in that situation was baffling to me. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't until after the decision yeah. that, they, that they saw the handball. Yeah, they clocked it um, when VAR did the very in-depth zoom on the Fernandinho handball. Like, you didn't catch it live. I think live Arlo's call was like, oh, and miraculous defending, and, you know, that's fine. You, you don't catch those things live. I definitely didn't, you know, first time around. You get it on the first replay. You very clearly so understand clear. what is happening in the first replay. They cut, it. they cut to Fernandinho's face, who looks like, you know, like a sullen kid who's just been told off. He knows exactly what's about to happen. And they're still putting the pieces together. Like, I expect it from Lee and Graham. I don't expect it from Arlo. He's the ringleader, and he did not corral them. They were just like, and it looks like they're taking a look at something. Uh, VAR's out. And and they teed it up like it was going to be another controversial VAR interference. Um, I was a, I was afraid I, of that because of Arlo. Yeah. I, he was convincing me that it wasn't obvious. Yeah, and that's not like them, or like him at least. So Arlo gets my freak of the week, and it was very te- it was a very tense moment for me because I knew that was the end of the game and effectively the end of the title race. Not and well, it, it meant I I couldn't hold out hope for more days without Liverpool officially being the uh, the champs. Uh, so that held a lot of weight for me. I actually want to go on record and say that I think it would be better for everyone involved if you weren't allowed to use VAR for handball goal line decisions. It's just so much drama in it. Just imagine <laughs> if he got away with it. It's just, the entertainment value alone... Wait, what? Is wor- <laughs> That's worth, where this take is going? <laughs> is, is worth The entertainment of value, value alone is worth the sporting injustice. So I would stand by that. that you just Not that you can't call it, just that you cannot use VAR to review a handball... On the goal line. Wow. I don't think it's so, going to get much traction, but I, I, I would challenge you to take an opposite position on entertainment value. Okay, I'll take that one step. I'll take that one step further. I think the one that comes to mind in comparison is Suarez in the World Cup, where he effectively got Uruguay through to the next round because of that shithousery. I challenge you to find a more subtle goal line intentional handball than Fernandinho, because that was slick. Uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe not to defend, but Thierry Henry to get into the World Cup. Oh, yeah, smacking it over the uh, the Irish goal line, yeah. Yeah, 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 smacking it down and then and then putting it into the middle. Um, the hand of frog, I think they called it. Yeah, I'm not, but like, the ref saw the Suarez, <laughs> the, 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 the ref saw the Suarez thing live. But had he missed it, just imagine, just imagine. Right. He's hated enough for the play as is, and he just and he got what he deserved, and then he he got lucky. Yeah, it just goes. Just remember that penalty rep. kick wasn't even put on frame, so mm-hmm. you know who's really to blame. Right. Yeah. Well, we got way to... off the beaten path on, on that one. Wait, yeah, where did we start? We're saying something. Well, that, about I just I, we, I I think that I am I'm coming more around on your take of kind of the the thrill of just being in the moment and whatever the moment is, is what it is. There's, it's mm-hmm. exhilarating. Yeah, I'm like that friend who tells you just to, to live in the moment. Just do what your heart tells you. Yeah, that's, that's how we started a podcast. <laughs> we said we weren't true to our roots. <laughs> well, yeah, Chelsea charging up the table, um, really eyeing up Leicester in uh, third place. So... Just keep a little mental note for that one, Patrick. We'll come back around to it later. Let's talk about relegation. We started off in jest, the podcast, with this. But Norwich, you'd say, is 110% down. They're going down, right? Yeah, they're... Yeah, they need... They probably need four wins from their last seven. It's not Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. And they've got five wins on the season. Yeah, it's not happening. Norwich is done. I also noticed they sat Pookie and Cantwell for the FA Cup game, which I guess, you know, you're, you're putting your chips into the center of the table for that one. I get it. But they weren't down yet. 
and they're resting their best players. So that was a, that was a little interesting move from the uh, the human mannequin that is Daniel Fark. But <laughs> yeah, looks like Norge uh, sang their last Canary song. Then what you're looking at is effectively four teams reading up Villa, Bournemouth, West Ham, Watford, avoiding the two drop zone places, um, all pretty much on the same points, 27 and 28. Fascinating end of the season coming up there. We, we call in Brighton clear of yeah. 33 points? Yeah, we're calling Brighton clear. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. they'd have to have a pretty poor run of form, and they've started pretty well, so I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd say Brighton's clear, but yeah, I mean, there's one point that separates four teams this is this is wild. And if it comes down to goal differential, that's all very tight as well. So there's going to be a lot of interesting games down the stretch, man. I'm pumped. Who would, between um, Watford, West Ham, Burnmouth, and Villa, if you got to pick two to stay up, who would you pick? I want Bournemouth and Villa to stay up. And I, I, I kind of do this thing like, if I'll just jump in on an NBA game that's on TV and I have no vested interest, I root for the team that's down 10 and it's not good for, it's not good for my mental health, but I like a little bit of a comeback. It just so happens Bournemouth and Villa are in those two relegation spots right now, but I actually Mm. really like Bournemouth as a club. I really like Eddie Howe and I like a club with the stature of Villa to stay up. Now that goes directly against why I want West Ham to go down. It's partially my take. It's partially David Moyes just being a buffoon and it's looking for, looking out for Karen Brady's next press release when she moans about the season not being null and void. I I agree with you on Villa. I you know as much as it pains me to see some of these other top six clubs really taking steps in the right direction, like major steps. I think the league is better when you know Chelsea is better and United is better. And, you know, I, I just think that I, I just think it's it's better. I, I think that the league is more fun when when you're when your villains are actually, you know, worthy villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Villa, people forget, you know, the outside villains. of their, you know, outside of probably everybody but United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool, you know, they're probably right up there all time with City in terms of, like, total trophies in English football. They're, they're, That's impressive, they, Patrick. Don't they have quite an illustrious history? Or, or am I mixing this up? No, 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 you're, you're correct there. Okay, yeah. And so I think that, yeah, I agree with you. I really want Villa to stay up. Um, and I just like the way way they play. Like, I feel like they get a lot of bad luck. They, they go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually want Watford to stay up. There's something, there's something about that team that I just, I just, I just like them. In the, they're like a gritty kind of like, I mean, and also I feel like you beat Liverpool. You deserve to stay up. Yeah, I don't, I don't care too much for Watford. I care for Troy Deeney, and I would love it if he just transferred to Arsenal. To stay in the Premier League, it just feels very fitting. Arsenal could use some Troy Deeney. I've, I was, I was, I mean, it's crazy until you think episode. about it. It's crazy listen until to, you think about it. Yeah, listen to last week's episode if you want to know my why. But Arsenal <laughs> could use some Troy Deeney. I'm not going, James. You, that is evolution right there. I would have gone right. I a year ago, I would have gone straight into a 15 minute rant about why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just say listen to the listen to the tape. It speaks for and itself. And that's marketing. Yeah driving those listens patrick i'm proud of you all of our first time viewers yeah let's add a little asterisk next to arsenal are sergio ramos away from winning the title they're a sergio ramos and a troy dini away from winning the title i kind of want danny jinks cajones in a wheelbarrow if we're gonna lose a bombing if again i'm not going down the whole rabbit hole but if we're gonna lose bombing let's just make some money for him and just buy danny ings like that's what i would yeah because that checks out Uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to implement your done-now rules. Patrick, five seconds, gun to your head. Who are the te- two teams that are going down? I still think it's Burnmouth, and unfortunately I do think it's going to be Villa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you if, if we're going what you're putting your money on. I do so. want West Ham. Right, no, I hear For the you. record. I want, yeah, I want chaos. I want West Ham to go down. They, this is actually kind of dark because I'm sure like a lot of people's livelihoods are you know embroiled in this but I don't think West Ham is invested well at all and I like a little bit of chaos like let's mm. let's, let's see what happens if they go down to the championship all right uh all right moving along oh honorable honorable mention heat check to Wolves who've won all three games since returning from the break uh without conceding a goal 
and now they're three points off from third place Leicester. Wolves. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Incredible. Promoted last year. Right. Right. And they were like the surprise package this year, and now it's almost expected, which is just a little right. bit of a, a nod to them. Uh, okay. Patrick, we got to ask me anything this week. It's from Will Jones, who was riding out that high and mm. wrote about four or five different incoherent questions. But I picked this one out. Where will Kevin De Bruyne go when he inevitably, inevitably leaves City this summer? A little bold. <laughs> a little bold. Let's go with right, so, assuming uh, he leaves City. I'm going to go... No, I'm going to go on this, this journey with Will. Okay. Um, so inevitably leaves. Why would he leave? Um... To go back to Belgium, unlikely at this stage in his career. I think he's a guy with a lot of ambition. To go back to Belgium. <laughs> Was be that a... ever in the cards? I'm just going through his options. I'm, and I'm you're just, starting just... You're starting with the Belgian league. First of all, Club Bruges <laughs> isn't horrible. Uh, and also, what I I'm doing is... standing by. It is inevitable, right? This departure is inevitable. So where is he going to go? Is he going to go home? I don't think he's going to go to Belgium, but maybe maybe he just wants to be home near his family. Uh, he could go to the United States uh, and really take that league by storm. I don't mm. think he's going to do that either. Still can uh, win. Does he, still can get LAFC to win a title. Does he go back to the Bundesliga? I don't think so, James. I really don't. And you know, I, I think that his pace doesn't really fit Serie A, and I don't think France is big enough for him. And so, since it's inevitable, I think Kevin De Bruyne would go to Real Madrid. Yeah. I, I actually think that's highly possible. Uh, I, I think it's the only option. I did yeah. that, you know, I, w- I went on that journey, you know, just for show, but there's there's nowhere else he would go. I don't think yeah, he'd go he's to Barca. Me- he's meeting up with Chonk Boy Eden Hazard as two guys who, uh, you know, let one burger, t- burger turn into six, and then all of a sudden you're on the bench. Yeah. Well, no one's benching Kevin De Bruyne. The guy's an absolute, absolute joy to watch mm-hmm. play. But it does beg the question is there going to be any kind of shakeup this summer? And I think the jury's, personally, I think the jury's still out on that because there's the small matter of the Champions League mini-tournament, which is going to be a, a spectacle. Uh, yeah. I, I, you don't know. It kind of depends on what happens with Champions League next year, uh, what happens with Pep. Like, the, there's, there's a lot of factors that like, I think would happen before players made a move. But, you know, I think that if... They retain De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. They anything else can happen and they'll be fine. Like I don't think that they, like I don't think. And there's people that they won't lose. Like Laporte's signed to a long term deal. Rodri's they just got. Jesus is a long term deal. Same with Sterling, Bernardino. Like these guys are locked up. Or Bernardo Silva, not Bernardino. Uh, just a little, yeah. Like little if morph. they lose other people in the midfield, if they lose Fernandinho, Foden gets sniped, Sane leaves. They can replace that. They already have a world-class second team. So De Bruyne, for, like, for City to stay at the mountaintop, I think they need De Bruyne. Anyone else is ex- expendable. And I think you get... You know, we've, we've done the Pep debate, debate. Does he stay? Does he leave? And I think a lot of players will follow whatever he decides to do. But we talk about, will he leave if now that he's not retained his title? I think there's that little bit of competitive psycho in managers like Pep who will be just so fueled up for the next season knowing that he's got to get back on top of his perch for sure it's hard to see him leaving now that it's actually transpired and you know you're seeing liverpool celebrating as as champions it's hard to see pep shying away from the challenge of next season yeah and with kind of the you know the emergence of some of these other challengers you know hopefully for 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 the league's sake it's it's more of like a four-team title race with 10 mm-hmm. weeks to go, you know, mm-hmm. and less of a two-team race. So, yeah, it's a fun, fun league. I would, I would hate to lose Pep and I would hate to lose De Bruyne, yeah. but I think if either of them leave, they're, they're, they're going to Spain. I think you answered that question in its entirety, and you covered yeah. every base. There was, yeah. no, there was no stone unturned in that answer. Real Madrid would have sufficed as an answer if I just said that. But no, 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 we had to go on the journey. Mm-hmm. This is Prem to Prem. We don't just hand Maybe in Gent. our... Maybe huh? Ghent. Maybe he wants to go. Oh, to okay. Ghent. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Men of <laughs> Men of culture, Patrick. I got a few for you. Um, I too went above and beyond in one of my favorite segments. Um, 
So here we go. Go on this journey with me, will you? So some teams, every, you know, every team's been dealing with coronavirus fans and, and returning back to normalcy in their own ways. Uh, some teams like Leeds, instead of using the fan boards for the like digital like cutaway to fan cams, they've been using cardboard cutouts and putting images of fans who can submit their own cut like cutout images in the stands. Yep. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you know where this is going, but I don't yeah, know I if do. they have they I don't know yeah I don't know if they have an intern vetting. I don't know if they have an intern vetting these pictures and like determining whether or not it's like a verified like Leeds fan, but um, reports show that Osama bin Laden was spotted in in Ellen Road uh, somewhere in Stand Z, uh, a few a few rows over from from Joe Exotic, and I for one just had no idea they were Leeds fans. <laughs> you know the crazy thing about that is. Like somebody's obviously done it to to just just have a laugh, right? And but like if you're Leeds and you think like if you're not sure it's Osama bin Laden, you can't call up that <laughs> fan and be like, "Is this Osama bin Laden?" Like you have to be one hundred percent sure that that's Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Imagine lining up for a free kick and out the corner of your eye you see Osama just like waiting. You're just like. I think it's him, but I can't. I can't be sure. I can't. You're just be so sure. unsettled. I, yeah. I can't call up this season ticket holder of 12 years and ask if he sent in Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, that's scorched earth. That's scorched earth. You got got to reverse Google search that. Yep. And then some. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so curious to see what happens at Leeds next game and if they continue with that strategy. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Aryan Robin, one of the best Mm. Dutch wingers of all time. Yeah, you remember that guy. He retired a year ago. And now he's announced he's doing a U-turn, a 180. He's returning to his boyhood Dutch club, which, Patrick, I'm going to pull a U here and just not even try. Not even try to pronounce it. It's not one of the big clubs. It's not Ajax. It's not Feyenoord. Uh, He said he's returning to his first ever club. And he was inspired by the last dance to make the return. And, And this just has me thinking it's not exactly equatable. It's not really the same thing. <laughs> Maybe I, I think that he, I would just take that to mean the um, just the competitive nature of it. Like there was something, there was a, there right. was something bubbling inside him in its um, in its barest form. There were balls that hadn't been cut inside yet. You know. Yeah. And he right. Had, yeah. He, he had to do it. He had not done a double chop inside oh, enough times. It's so sexy. It's so yeah. sexy. I mean, you know he's gonna do it. I'm, I'm move. I for one am happy just to have him back available on the FIFA 20 roster as like a that's huge, a, like a like a cheap club pickup. Yeah, I um I buy or I try to buy Podolski every year just to get him back. Mm-hmm. Just just mm-hmm. just to have the cannon on the bench. Um, yeah, just to get the juice meter back up. But I think he's retiring, so I'm actually gonna look for his regen. Yeah. Um, All right. But, well. Sorry, do you want to keep going on that FIFA team? No, no, that was okay, that cool. was a ro- good. that was a, good. If just gauging by my uh, <laughs> my my Twitch viewership, that was a Yo. topic nobody cares about. Oh, wait a second, <laughs> we've we have to talk about this, Patrick. You've got a new hobby. We're Twitchers now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I streamed my last game of the season. It was a trial got, run. It was a trial got run. The, got into the uh, Europa League, then won the FA Cup. Against Liverpool on a um, Eddie and Ketcha scored the first, and then Sandro Tonali from Brescia scored the second. He won. It was beautiful. David Luiz even gifted away the first. It was it was just a sight to behold. <laughs> well, let's back um, up a second. You're playing out your Arsenal career mode in FIFA live for people to see. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, so I'm about to enter the second season. I haven't decided if I'm going to stream my Europa League final. Well, I think if we drum, I don't know if the people will be interested in this, but I think if we drum up enough support on social and do some reach out, we might get at least, I don't know, 10 viewers. That's possible, James. That's possible. That would Anything's also possible. To not just do it as soon as we're done recording. But we will see. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a second save and I'll just stunt later on. Um, uh, no, but it's fun. It's fun. I, I, I don't know if people like that. So let me know because um, I have no issues playing my career mode. And talking to myself, I do that already. 
No, I think this is all or nothing. We're going to set metrics, and if we don't hit those goals, you can't play career mode ever again. Oh, shit. All right, well, I might have to buy PS next year. But in any case, <laughs> yeah, the Gunners are looking good. The Gunners are looking good going into next year. And all mm. you Arsenal fans out there, I finished seventh in my league. Finished seventh in my Yikes. league, but I'm about to bring in, bring in William Saliba. They just gave me $153 million, so... You're playing shockingly accurate compared to real-life Arsenal. <laughs> I have conceded... I, I think I conceded 88 goals in the in the league. <laughs> it was third third most in the league. I also got third most goals scored in the league. Yeah. It is... It's painful. So I'm hoping Saliba comes and settles well, things next. I don't get how people don't want to... I don't... I, I simply don't understand how people wouldn't want to see that. So we'll put the feelers out there for the Europa League final. We'll do some uh, we'll do some online marketing, like the geniuses we are, and then we'll run it and we'll see how people take to it. Yes, 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 yes. Patrick, I saved the best men of culture for last, and I'm going to post this tomorrow for Meme Monday. Someone did a side-by-side of behind-the-scenes team talks of Pep Guardiola at City and I don't know if you remember, man, little old Neil Warnock, who's back and he's managing Middlesbrough. And he's an absolute delight to see behind the scenes. So someone smashed together like how Pep treats his team behind the scenes and how Neil treats his team behind the scenes. And Pep's just doing like they've got the Gladiator theme song in the background. Pep's just going around doing inspirational like everyone stick up for each other. We're a team. We're a unit. Just inspirational stuff all around. Neil Warnock's going around doing handshakes. And one of his players goes, oh, sorry, I forgot shit on my hand. He goes, well, fuck your mom then. (laughs) It's great. He's just just the most inarticulate random guy you'd pluck off the street and put him in a manager's jacket. And it's it's a joy to see. So Middlesbrough, I need to do a quick check on them, but I'd imagine they're on their way. They're on their way back to the big time. They're coming to the Premier League. Hopefully. I just said that loosely, but who's to All right, say? Well, I'll, look up, I'll look up the championship, see who we might be getting back. That'd be good to know. What do we Leeds got? Leeds is... Middlesbrough's in 19th place. Uh, Leeds oh. <laughs> is on 74 <laughs> points. West Brom's on 71. And then Brentford's on 66. So, how many games do they play in the, in the championship? They play... 46. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. seven games to play. Leeds is... Looks like Leeds will be coming up. West Brom looks likely. And then, ooh, and then Brentford and uh, Forrest, Fulham, and Cardiff going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Derby or Preston can, can nip on in there. But, yeah. Fun Exciting times to be a Brentford B fan. Mm. Just... Indeed. All right, folks... It's your done now time. Patrick, this week we're talking stadium slash fans, the atmosphere, the people that make the league what it is. And we're going to be doing a little reminiscing just because it's absent in our lives right now. Do you have a mild, medium, and spicy prepared? Yeah, but as I read my mild, I think it might be way spicier than that. (laughs) I I hope it's not like last week where there's nothing to defend. You just, you just lay out a very reasonable take. (laughs) yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense (laughs) Nuno is a good manager (laughs) Adama Traore is better at Wolves than he was at Barcelona (laughs) experts do debate all right um all right I'll start it off um actually these are just very difficult um they're all just extremely spicy okay this one might be the mildest. My body's they, ready. Looking at them, I can't really rank them. But so we're going to go with what I think is going to be easiest for you. Fantastic. The London Stadium is the best stadium in London. Well, first of all, Patrick, I'm going to make this editing job really hard for you and just interject before the clock starts. I also have a London Stadium one. I just wanted to point that out. And obviously, you're done. No, done. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to handle that one. <laughs> Looking I mean, forward to it. You gotta, you give me your, gotta keep the explanation in there. Give me your London Stadium in there. What's your uh, London Stadium? Look? <laughs> West Ham's London Stadium is the most intimidating place to play. When you increase the distance from field 
to fans. You create a whirlpool of cheering and sound, and it creates. It's what physics physics people call the bowl effect, and it has ear shattering implications. I think that that one might actually serve me better being cut off than if <laughs> no than, than fully articulate. <laughs> I I need to get to the end of that. <laughs> oh man, these are already off to a flying start. Okay. Okay. Um, any home stand would be as loud as Liverpool if the stadium architecture was matched to that of Anfield. Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned what uh, physicists call the bowl effect. The way they've arched. Anfield stands. It's a cacophony of noise that goes right down. Anyone can do it. It's not done, done. Done. Well done. Well done. That was debate 101. I do think you're going to get a little cut off on that one. But we'll, well see. I mean, the only rational point was in the last second of that. So great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Oh, this segment's gold. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yep. The Eddie hat is more atmospheric without fans. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> just because they put all the money into the tech. The fans are so crisp <laughs> on the TVs. You're done, no, done. You can see them even better than if they weren't there. That makes that was, so that much sense. One. Oh, I mean, if that me one was tough, you're going to love my last wrap. one. <laughs> it took me like three seconds to wrap my head around the... The argument the I needed sentence. to make. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> fun in this. Better without fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got one more? Yeah. Okay. Turf Moor is the most difficult place to play in the league. I mean, you look at Burnley's fans. You get a few pints in them. They make their way over to the game day. That is fucking intimidating. It's a brawl waiting to happen. That's an interesting angle. It's an interesting angle. I, I was not expecting that. It was well done. Yeah. Now, Burnley fans, I think, have a a little bit of ground to make up on their reputation, if you know what I'm saying. So. Well, yeah, they just flew the old... Yeah. Um, there's a good men of culture for you. Um, we should right. say not Burnley FC. Um, it was pretty heavily condemned by... All people from Burnley. Ben Me spoke about it immediately without even being asked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was, that was pretty impressive from Ben Me. Um, and he had just the right amount of juice in him to like really make a point coming off, mm-hmm. coming off the, the spanking. And, you know, you could, you could tell it was top of mind for him. So he did not mince words. Yeah. Um, it was well done by him. Yeah. I think we do need to distinguish like serious men of culture from joke men of culture. You don't want to muddle those lines. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically we just need to tell people we're being, being serious. Yeah. So, okay guys, we're being serious now. Yeah. And then we'll say was, we're, we're done being serious. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love yeah, those. So then they know. Good kind of segues. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Just don't Here's... go hitting plus 15, because then you won't know if we're being serious or not. <laughs> Here is my last one. Spurs have both the worst home fans and the best away fans. Their home fans are just just random people. They're not even like Spurs fans. They're the only home fans that don't require a membership for a ticket in the whole league. It's the only fans that require that. And then their away fans um, are actually just more home fans for the other team. So they bring more noise into the the stadium for the home team. (laughs) So they generate a more home field environment, and they are the the best at that. (laughs) Yeah, that was 10 seconds. I, I, I can't wait to see. I have how no far idea where goes. that's going to stop, but I don't I think, think you made be, it very far. There was about four seconds be, of silence. It's going to be too early to make sense. Like it made sense in the end. It wasn't a good argument, but it made sense in the end. I don't think I got to anything that made sense until about thirty seconds in. That was the ultimate Michael Scott. I, sometimes I just start talking and and make it up, make the rest of Hope it up. Hope to find a sentence go. along Hope the way. Hope to find yeah. a sentence. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Oof. Good one. All right, Patrick. It's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. And Patrick, in this week's little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. I think we're going to have to find out if we're going to little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. Uh, with some of these takes or not. So we checked in last week. Some seem to be doing better than others. Um, Patrick, I'll give you all the respect you deserve for Danny Ings. 
He just netted a brace, so he is in the ascendancy. He is one point, or sorry, one goal away from catching up to Jamie Vardy, who looks a little bit off the boil. Mm-hmm. But I have a very serious question for you. Are you ready to leave behind your Leicester f- finishing second take? So they're eight points off City. Nine if you count goal differential. Seven games to play. They got to make up three, a ground of three, which means City can't win more than more than four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. James, I'm ready to leave it. I'm ready to leave it. Wow. It's, it's being left. It's being left behind. Patrick, I, I respect that. I thought you were going to hold on to it for at least another match week. I have a new one, though, and it's uh, Manchester City are going to finish in second. <laughs> How confident do you feel about that one? I'm feeling, I'm feeling fucking good, man. Where'd you, like get the, where'd you get the brain power and stroke of genius for that one? You know, just when the Leicester, the Leicester one fell out, it became clear to me that um, mm-hmm. in my omnipotent wisdom... Mm-hmm. The Manchester City was going to finish second. So, all right. Well, let's put let's put yeah. that one in the tickler file. See if that yeah. feels worth talking about in the coming I weeks. I still have Born, Bournemouth getting relegated. That mm-hmm. one's still, mm-hmm. you know, that's still in. in was play, that your so. third one? Just Bournemouth getting relegated. Yeah. Oh, all right. And then the Danny Ings one. Yeah, respect that. Uh, for the record, I will not be leaving behind any of my takes. So, suck on yeah, that. Schmeichel, Schmeichel's <laughs> competition is hot. Hot. There are a lot of people on. Uh, there are four different keepers on eleven, which is what he's on, mm-hmm. and tw- two people on twelve in in Allison, Allison and, and Nick Pope. And, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a windy road for Schmeichel. It's a windy road, but he's still in it. I wouldn't leave it either. But he's no. got when you the field is large, so the odds are against yeah. him as a result of that. But yeah. And then what else did you have? Uh, Sheffield, Sheffield Sheffield United will finish in the bottom half of the table that is coming along just dandy and yeah then, wow that is I mean surely Arsenal's going to overtake them <laughs> surely I mean Everton are in 12th place and they're even on games and just 3 points off mm-hmm. of Sheffield so mm-hmm. that, yeah that's actually looking pretty good yeah they look like they forgot how to play coming back from, uh, mm-hmm. from the break so you know yeah, they don't the, they don't look sharp. The unexpected journey for those hobbits. Chris Wilder coming to an end. Moving right along. Oh, what was my other one? Uh David Moyes gets fired before the end of the season. So I'm still gonna squat on that one. I think yeah. with each with each game that they lose, I think they're ready to just like put up the bat signal for Sam Allardyce. Wow. <laughs> You heard it here wow. first. You heard okay. it here first, Patrick. Two more things left on the agenda. Goal of the week. Um, hopefully you fans have caught up with the Prem de la Prem Insta and you've seen the five that we've nominated on this five end. Five nominees. Les nominees, as the French call it. Patrick, can you give me your choice? Because I, I felt bad for going first last week. It's all good. Um there was a lot of really good goals to choose from, uh, but I've got to give it to the man of the hour, Kevin De Bruyne, Woo. for that free kick. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. He hit it with top spin, right into the right into the corner. Mm-hmm. Kepa just kind of like faded into the post. He was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me." Yeah. It was so good. It was pretty it was insane. So good. It had a strong loop to it. And you prefer that to Alexander Arnold's. Alexander Arnold's was great, but for me, like De Bruyne's was was inch perfect. Like Alexander Arnold's was like like three inch perfect. It, it was just mm-hmm. there were two incredible, incredible goals. But mm-hmm. for De Bruyne, I think I think the technique for De Bruyne is harder. The top spin over the wall, getting it to dip down like that versus the whipping it around which yeah. both are both are incredible but i think harder technique i uh, i don't disagree i think that was the better free kick as well and it was between those two and what i ultimately think was my goal of the week fabinho's absolute monster pile driver against crystal Dude, what a goal it's, it, free, free kicks 
free kicks are always in their own kind of territory. It's how you evaluate them versus like a solo run type goal. People ha- hold them up to their own, you know, esteem. Right, but right, like, right. Fabinho, a touch to set it off. That ball's already in motion and just drills it. And he did that against City. You know, you, you know he's got that in his locker, but just seeing it again, and especially the reverse angle, which is in that social media post. You guys can go marvel at it, Prem de la Prem Instagram. Uh, it, it's something to really admire, and that's why it's getting my goal of the week. It was, it was a beautiful goal. And if you so, have, a, if you have a, a holding midfielder, you can hit a ball mm-hmm. like that. Man. Jaka who? Reminds me of Essien. Essien had that. Mm, yeah, he did have that in his locker. Yeah, classy player. Miss him. Miss him. All right, Patrick. Javi Alonso had that. I'll give you your moment. I'll give you your moment. It is degenerate mm. district time. My boy's coming off two locks in a row. Two locks in a row. Throw in a spicy meatball. Put it in the crock pot. We're cooking over here at Premdale Prime with our picks. What do we have in store this week? Yeah, and, and also the... Um... For those of you who are following me on more than a week-to-week basis, the uh, the plus two thousand on Danny Ings to win uh, top goal scorer. So the cumul of getting's good because it's a it's about to get gooder. Uh, I got things at all um, better than even odds. So no out and out favorites this week. Uh, my lock this week is Chelsea away to West Ham minus one. Uh, at plus 105. So that would be a push on a one-goal win, and you would be winning outright on a two-goal win, a draw or a loss. Wow. Go elsewhere. I think Chelsea's form is out of this world. They've got people like Ross Barkley's playing well. Like Ross Barkley's playing well. That's how good they're playing right now. I think that's one of the signs of the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, actually, not just like, oh, that was a nice little, like, play before you turned it over. Like you actually put in a good shift, like a good, a good timeout on the field. Uh, still bottles counterattacks, but you know, they're getting their results. And in, in West Ham is doing the exact opposite. I think that what's making this relegation battle so spicy is that it's very difficult uh, for these teams that just aren't as good without the backing of the home support. I think mm-hmm. that it's disproportionately going to affect mm-hmm. the bottom of the table. Yeah, and I don't think point. these teams are going to get a lot of points. And I think West Ham's just going to kind of collapse under Chelsea. The pace of Chelsea, yeah, you know, that's, I I, I could see this being a complete blowout. West Ham just looks so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Love that. My my meatball this week, it's just, it's just too spicy not to take. Liverpool to win against City is a plus 220. Wow. Like, they're clearly projecting a... Um, I don't understand. They're projecting a Liverpool hangover in a City pride. That's what they're projecting. They're projecting the game doesn't mean as much to Liverpool, and City's really up for it. That's what the that's what the line is telling me that they're projecting, which I'm not sure I fully subscribe to. I'm, I I think that Liverpool's just, as you've been saying lately, they're different gravy this year, and they, I I just think they want the smoke. So that's that's a real spicy bet for me if I'm right. And like if that they're too. not up for it, they're going to lose. But 220 for fuck this team to win? I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, my crock. Which was is... the only one that didn't pan out last week. Yeah. yeah. Bridge so too far back... with the Crystal Palace, Vic. Yeah. Well, we're doubling down on Palace, James. <laughs> I'm taking Palace to win away to Leicester. Uh, Leicester has not been convincing. Palace is still in contention for European football, they are three points off seventh place right now. So I think that they're they're going to be up for it. It's a plus five fifty, plus five fifty with with Leicester's form without Madison. It's worth a shout for me. That's my crock of the week. Not bad. Might have to parlay those on behalf of Matt Morton, of course. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Good on you. You know. The vultures were really circling your desk for a little while. You're starting to crawl yourself out of the hole. You see, I don't recall that. I really don't. Maybe that's just what makes me so good, is that I've just got a short memory. Lack of self-awareness. It's what great, it makes a great handicapper. James, next year, next season, when we have the website up, I'm going to pick every mm-hmm. game, 
and we're going to do a full statistical analysis of my picks. I love you that. Will, you can do a um, an endorsement, and then we'll or or a, a non endorsement. That's fantastic. Figure out a way to do yeah. that. Can't wait to see the can't wait to see the progress on the website. Because I think that I'm I'm genuinely good at the, like I, I might start charging, but I need the I need the. Uh, well, we need the we need, need the assurance first. Yeah, we need the proof. Yeah, I need the proof, and I'll okay. prove it out next year. Yeah. Year after that, picks become premium, paid only. <laughs> Up in line. <laughs> next, find us on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, so great to be back. Congratulations to all you Liverpool fans out there. You finally get your due. La-di-da. Go have fun. Make sure you celebrate responsibly. And we will see you next week on Prem de la Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.